What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week's episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I, of course, am Justin Martindale. And wow, what a week. Um, I didn't expect it to go as, como se dice, viral as it did uh, with last week's episode. But um, we did it. We did it, John. Just saying, officially broke the internet. I felt like a Kim Kardashian uh, paper magazine cover. Like if there was a bottle of champagne that I could have just poured out over my own ass. I think we did that. Um, We were everywhere. I mean, I did not expect it to go as crazy as it did. Um, We engaged a lot of much needed conversations, especially in the astrological community. I would say much needed is a debatable conclusion. Debatable, yes, but needless to say, it was appreciated. Um, I was not expecting this uh, clip with Heather Morris about J-Lo to go viral, but apparently Vanity Fair, Us Weekly, OK Magazine, Vogue India, um, The Independent UK, The Daily Mail... um, the Hogwarts newsletter. I think we kind of reached out amongst the masses. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Vogue India, I was like, we made it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, good gracious. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I just want to say thank you again to Heather for being a good sport. I want to thank all the new listeners, all the fans, uh, everybody who DM'd me and was like, oh, my God, you're on another damn site. I was, I was definitely... Shocked and shooked as uh, all of you were. But again, thank you so much. Uh, How weird is that? Like what you're just having a conversation and you don't realize what's being said. Like she was just telling a casual story. Hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. A hearsay conversation. But what's interesting, though, is that I was not expecting. There were actually some people who were like, that happened to me. And I'm like, oh. And I kind of wanted to like reach out, but then I was like, I'm not going to like build this like fire against Jennifer Lopez, which by the way, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck made it back to the States after their epic honeymoon uh, promenade. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Jennifer Lopez made no statement against the uh, anti-Virgo remark. Uh, However, she did make a statement about the video that got leaked at her uh, reception And she was like, we all had to sign an NDA. This is awful. How dare you? So I'm like, whew, not that person. (laughs) However, I am still looking behind my back for black stretch, you know, Cadillacs and like a long glistening leg out of one of the doors to those cars with a long chinchilla coat. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very wary of chinchilla right now because I'm afraid it's going to be Jennifer Lopez being like, Psst, hey, get in the car for a second. I'm be like, Jennifer, no, it was just a podcast. However, um, it did make me laugh because people got outraged and and had very uh, strong opinions. People were like, well, what about Scorpios? Are you not going to talk about them? What about Aries? They're problematic. Um, what about a Capricorn? Those bitches owe me money. You know, like it was a lot of that. And I was just like, wow, leave it to just saying to literally dismantle the stars. 
Yeah, and th there were conspiracy theories. There were conspiracy theories. Yes, everyone was like, what Virgo is she talking about? It's Mark Anthony. He's a Virgo. You know, and I, you know what? I am very proud that this podcast is reintroducing Mark Anthony into pop culture because he's been gone for a while, you know, and I really feel that we're ready for a little, like a Mark Anthony, um, What's the word? Uh, uh, renaissance. If Beyonce can have one, maybe Mark Anthony can too. I think it was a good example of how terrible the internet is. Like, we were just having fun with Heather, and all of a sudden there are conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the funny thing, because I remember when we taped that episode, we looked at each other and we were like, that's the clip. I was like, that's the funny clip. And then my brain started, you know, my sleep paralysis demon kicked in, and he was like, hey... Are you ready for what might happen in the morning? And I was like, no, I really need to go to bed, sleep demon. Not yet. Think about everything you're feeling at. I was like, no, this could be it, sleep demon. All right, I'll hit you up in the morning. And I woke up that morning and all of a sudden it was like page six. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then... It just kept barreling and going and going and going. And I was like, okay, it'll stop soon. Oh, no. It kept going and going and going. So, again, that was that was a fun ride. And we're just going to continue to do it. Um, first of all, I need to talk about this show that I didn't know changed my life. Um, we have a very, very special guest coming on later on in the podcast. But I just wanted to, like, just get through some hot topics with you guys selling the OC on Netflix has arrived. I burned through it in maybe like a day and a half. It's eight episodes of just over the top, delicious compost. It is just so fantastic. If you don't know what Selling the OC is, it's a spinoff of Selling Sunset, which is here in Los Angeles about the Oppenheim group, which is right down the street on Sunset Boulevard. And it introduced us to Chriselle. Some of you might say who? Sure. Chriselle uh, was one of the uh, uh, real estate agents who went on to Dancing with the Stars. She used to date Justin Hartley from um, This Is Us and Passions, lest we forget. Uh, my favorite soap opera of the late 90s, early 2000s. You are my passion for life. Um, which we need to stream that on uh, Peacock. Make it happen, Peacock. Enough is enough. Um, but also, you know, this other cast of characters, all female... And then the Oppenheim group saw the success of that show and were like, you know what? We're going to do an OC Orange County branch of this franchise. And they opened up the Orange County uh, Oppenheim group. Now, this cast is different because why? They've introduced some men. So now it's these hot girls with big tatas and these hot dudes which look like active duty Sean Cody models. If you don't know what those are, Google it. Stuff will come up. Um, and it's just sweet nectar of the gods. First of all, I don't know. First of all, Orange County is beautiful. One of the locations was Emerald Bay, which uh, Heather McDonald took me and Evan on her boat. And I was like, oh, my God, I've done backflips off a boat there. So I already felt like seen. 
Um, but yeah, the real estate market in Orange County is just insane. These people are all in for blood. There is just gossip. There is just tempers flaring. There's three women named Alex. What else do you need? Uh, and they're so amazing. There's villains. There's Alex jo uh, Alex Jarvis and Alex Rose. And I actually uh, emailed Alex Jarvis and Alex Rose to be guests on the podcast. I swear if they say yes, I'm going to explode because these two girls, first of all, you don't know. I didn't know real estate agents look like Russian spies. Like they're they're dressed to kill. They look like they could crack a watermelon in between their legs or a human skull. They are in it to sell, to get into escrow, to ring that bell, which is what they do when they sell a house. They ring a bell really ridiculously. There is a, a British girl named Polly, and she's kind of loud because she likes champagne. Um, but yes, there's just drama all over. Um, Brittany Snow's husband, actress Brittany Snow, he's a real estate agent. Uh, his name is Tyler. He's hot, tatted, Adam Levine. There's Austin, who's like, again, like a Sean Cody, like looks like one of his favorite games is I've never done this before, you know, but you know, they're just dude bros just selling houses. All of the houses are gorgeous. But here's the thing I don't understand about real estate. A, I don't have a house, but one day dream big, Justin. These houses are all like, well, we have a listing. It's a two bedroom, 12 bath. And I'm like, wait, why do we need that many bathrooms? All of it. It's like, but it's like, we're doing something reasonable. We have a three bedroom, 26 bath um, estate. It's going for a hundred billion dollars. And uh, we've already had some buyers interested. I'm like, who, who? Meanwhile, if you'd like to Venmo me, uh, my Venmo is Justin underscore Martindale. Uh, but it's it's just so fun. The drama is just everywhere. Um, there's yacht parties. There's poker parties. It's just delicious. And if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to watch it because it is just such a fun, fun watch. But going into fun watches this past weekend... The 2022 VMAs aired on MTV. Remember MTV, John? I do. What do you remember about it? Uh, music at one point. Um, Beavis and Butthead, The Challenge, MTV, Road Rules. Liquid Television. Real House. Eon Flux. Uh, uh, Colin Quinn Show. Yeah. Pauly Shore as a VJ. Remote Control. That was, I think, uh, was that? That was good. That was uh, Colin or John Stewart? Or Ben Stiller. I think it might have been John Stewart. Ben Stiller also had a show on there. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy. That was Nickelodeon. But I think Ren and Stimpy started at MTV. Did it? I think so. That might have been that might be our age. Like we're a few years. Okay, relax. All right. That might Anyways. Be age difference. <laughs> Back when the MTV Music Awards were a thing, which Madonna performed at the very first VMAs back in 1984, I believe, something like that. Um, so it's kind of been lackluster just because nobody watches MTV anymore, unless you're into like, you know, you know, 13 and pregnant and didn't know it or whatever the hell show was on there. 
I think maybe Catfish is still on there. I'm not sure. But back in the day, they used to play music videos. Um, so this past weekend, musicians like Dove Cameron and Teen Vogue cover star Saucy Santana performed during the Black Carpet pre-show, which the pre-show was actually a really fun time. The uh, color scheme, I think, was all black and like neon green. That's what everyone wore. The fashion was pretty good. You got some really good looks from Lil Nas X, who looked like a Swiffer uh, dream catcher. Uh, Jack Harlow opened the show with a flashy performance of his mega hit, First Class. Um, Jack co-hosted this year's show alongside Michael Jackson Video Vanguard recipient Nicki Minaj and rap legend LL Cool J. The most nominated acts of the night included stars from around the globe like Kendrick Lamar, Doja Cat, Drake, Harry Styles, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Billie Eilish, BTS, Dua Lipa, and so many more. Now, Jack Harlow actually jumped up on the stage and started singing First Class, which samples um, Fergie's hit, Glamorous. Fergie, what can I say about Fergie? The girl can spell every song. Remember when, like, in the early 2000s, people, if you, you weren't selling music unless you were at a spelling bee. That's correct. Gwen Stefani did it with Bananas, Glamorous, and also, lest we forget, Fergie normalized driving through a Taco Bell. And also spelling the word retarded in the explicit, let's get it started. There was that too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was actually a kind of fun show. Now, I didn't watch the show. I just kind of watched the highlights. Uh, it got a little chaotic. Uh, there was a lot of unhinged energy, as the kids say. Um, one of them, I think that was a little unhinged was the Red Hot Chili Peppers performed and nobody knew who they were, which was a little shocking. Um, people were going to the bathroom. People were just kind of staring at their phones. Um, we also had, um, Lizzo addressing the Aries Spears controversy where Aries Spears called her fat. Or I'm sorry that she looked like the poop emoji. Okay, don't laugh, John. You're enabling it. Enabler. Which also, have you seen what Aries Spears looks like? The poop emoji. Exactly. But Lizzo got up there and addressed the situation in classic Lizzo form with an homage to Nicki Minaj calling out Miley Cyrus in one of her old um, hosting gigs where she's like, I got something to say to someone talking shit about me in the press. And everyone was like, yes, Lizzo. We also had a group called Mainskin. Um, they uh, came out and one of them got blurred with like their ass cheeks out, which I love a good like, oh, this is going to, you know, Cause some drama. We got to blur it out. So they blurred out a butt, which I was like, good for you. We also had Bad Bunny, who won the first ever Latino artist to win Performer of the Year or Artist of the Year. First um, ever non-English speaking. Oh, it wasn't Latin. It was non-English. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Non-English performer. Uh, he won Performer of the Year for that. And then gave an homage to Madonna kissing Britney and Christina, where he kissed one of his male backup dancers. And everyone was like, he's gay baiting. And I'm like, I don't care at this point. It's hot. I've been locked up for two years. Make out. Um, but overall, it was very, very exciting. Um, 
of course, Taylor Swift. This woman. Taylor Swift comes out of nowhere and wins something. What'd she do? She won for like best long form video or something. She had a video that came out with Dylan O'Brien and um, Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. And it was like, you know, oh, we're in love in the fall. And everyone's like, we're in, you know, of course, because Taylor, no, Taylor runs the fall. Yeah. Taylor is the queen of autumn. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, pumpkin spice latte season happened. And as soon as that happens, I'm like, <gasps> like Mariah Carey Christmas, Taylor Swift fall. That's it. So Taylor wins. She gets up on stage. She looked gorgeous in this like beautiful, like dripping diamond gown. And she's like, thank you so much. Now I have something to say to all of you. And everyone's like, oh God, what is she going to say? Who will she ruin? And she's like, I'm dropping a new album in October on the same date as Kim Kardashian's birthday. Wait, did she say that or just she didn't say on the same day as Kim Kardashian's birthday? Just here's the thing. Taylor Swift is the queen of Easter eggs. Everyone decodes like I went through a fucking uh, TikTok rabbit hole where everyone's like, Taylor Swift wore red lipstick, which she wore back in 13 years ago at her very first VMA performance. And it's like, oh, my God. So she's releasing this album with 13 new songs, I believe. And it's also on the same day as Kim Kardashian's birthday, who she used to be married to. John? Uh, Kanye? Yes. Oh. And Kanye and Taylor was like, remember well, that exchange? Kim, Kim was involved in that also. There's yes, I want to cue lightning from my fingertips right now because I'm like, it has begun. Like, Taylor Swift is already like causing commotion and the album hasn't even dropped yet. She is like ready to let every just farm horse girl have it. And I'm here for it. Um, But... One of the biggest moments of the night, which I didn't realize was a big deal until it actually started, you know, waterboarding me. Every every post I was seeing was this rapper named Young Gravy, uh, who has such hit songs as Off to the Side, Please, and Not on My Chicken Fried Steak. Uh, those aren't real songs. I just made this. I mean, I don't know. I think, <laughs> they it, could be. Isn't he like I Lil, just thought gravy, and I was like, oh yeah. Is he a real rapper? Or is he like Lil Dicky? Where it's like apparently he's uh very 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 underground. Got it. Uh, some of his videos went viral on TikTok, but he performed during this year's pre-show, and while on the black carpet, also introduced his date. And who is his date? Addison Ray's mom, mom. Young Gravy and Addison's mom, Sherry Easterling, were seen making out all over the VMAs, and the rapper even called her the Queen of MILFs. I'm sorry, you're not. Take a seat, because who's the Queen of the MILFs? Jennifer Coolidge. Damn right, she is. Stifler's mom will always be Queen of the MILFs. And if you don't know who that is, Young Gravy, do your research. So if you don't know what this means, a couple months ago we were talking about um, how... Sherry, uh, Addison's mother, caught her husband cheating on her with a younger girl. So this guy, um, her dad, has now posted to Young Gravy 
um, a very uh, thirsty, thirsty gravy picture of him with his head blocked out and just giving you dad torso. And he says, hashtag tired of living lie. You could have put an A in there. He says, unbothered. Thank you at Young Gravy for taking the leftovers. Uh, I would rather spend time with my daughter and two grandkids that Sherry Nicole made me abandon as a child in order to be with her. I like the takeover reference because his name is Gravy. I do, too. Thanksgiving reference. Yeah. Thanks for taking the leftovers, young gravy. I mean, this is going to be a messed up Thanksgiving. He says, never let a woman make you choose between her and or your blood child. So what's a blood child? Just some It's like a Harry Potter reference. I don't know. Harry Potter and the blood child. I don't <laughs> You know, like your biological child. Someone that you're related to by blood. Biological blood child. Yes, we didn't need to really say blood child. Sounds terrible. But it also sounds like it could be Young Gravy's arch nemesis, Blood Child. I would would read that comic. Yeah. Blood Child. It's like Dark Child's grandson. Blood Child. Um... So Young Gravy says, which, by the way, she's 42 and Young Gravy is 26. And he says, I hit on her first. I knew of her and I thought she was fine. Uh, He has a song called Betty. Sure. Uh, And he said that uh, they met on the Internet and FaceTimed a couple of times before meeting in person. She's like a Southern belle and I'm a Northern boy. So it felt really cute and wholesome. I'm into MILFs and she's kind of the queen of MILFs. Does she know that he's calling her this? I don't even think that. Um, and just, you know, like, I think she cares if he's going, if she's hooking up with someone named Young Gravy. You know what? Let her live. Like, we got to prioritize what our concerns are here. I mean, what's, what's another young stuffing? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Young, um, wishbone. I don't know. The pair walked onto the red carpet in matching ensembles with Easterling stunning in a laced-up lavender mini dress with matching purple heels, while Gravy, whose real name is Matthew Hari, wore a black suit and a lilac shirt. Now, Page Six reported this back in July that the dad uh, had a five-month affair with a 25-year-old influencer named Renee Ash, and the fallout was swift. Since then, Addison Ray has stopped following both of her parents, which is very strange to me. Like that that's now where we're at in society where children are now unfollowing their own parents. Like the kids are becoming the adults. We don't know who has the like who is the parental figure. Both of these parents are now dating kids their own daughter's age. And if I was Addison Rae and I saw my mom making out with someone on television, <laughs> I would never leave the house. I mean, that, that's the new MySpace top eight. You used to just bump people down when you were mad at them. Now you have to just unfollow. I mean, that's I mean, I guess that's the thing now, you know, and, and, and TikTok's come a long way. You know, we have Dixie D'Amelio and her mom are going to be on uh, Dancing with the Stars competing against each other. If they came and hit me in the face, I wouldn't know who either of them are. Well, Nicki Minaj had no idea either because she called her Dixie D'Amelio. Good for her. Good for Nicki Minaj. We're just, which, uh, good for her. She also got the MTV Michael Jackson Vanguard Award and did like a huge 
number and killed it of all of her hot songs. She thanked every woman in the music industry who has influenced her. She wore these crazy Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat contact lenses. Um, And overall, you know what? Oh, and lest I forget, uh, Blackpink, which is a Korean uh, K-pop group, that was their first time performing on the VMAs. And Lisa, one of the band members, uh, I guess band members, performers, sure, of Blackpink, walked away with Best New Artist. And it's the first K-pop. I'm sorry, I take that back. She got Best K-pop Solo Performance the first time a single person has won that because K-pop groups usually have like 86 people in the group, you know? Yeah. So she's just one girl, one award. Good for her. So props to Lisa on that. Now... Going back into pop culture, VMAs, I give them a good 8 out of 10. It was fun. Considering you didn't watch them, that's great. Yeah, I'm really excited. Lizzo tore it up. Uh, the performances were overall okay. Shout out to Panic at the Disco. Brendan Urie still got it. What's that? Panic at the Disco. Oh. He still got it. Now there's this. This song came out over the weekend. And I have to give a shout out to Michelle Collins over at SiriusXM. I love her to death. She also covered our J-Lo Virgo phobia um, bombshell. She was talking on her radio show that collaborations are kind of getting out of hand. And I get her. I have her back on this 100% because Britney Spears teamed up with Elton John on Hold Me Closer, her first release in six years. And here's my review. Meh. That's better than mine. Meh. I'm like, we waited six years for that? Meh. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because this song actually leaked a couple weeks ago, and, and you know, everyone was like, let Britney have her moment. Why are we leaking the song? And we didn't know if it was actually the right version. And then Elton John went to like some drag brunch in, I don't know, the Hamptons or something and was like, listen to my song, listen to my song. And everyone's like, all right, this is great. Now the song is an EDM reimagining of John's 1971 hit, Tiny Dancer. It marks Spears' first new release since the legal victory last November that freed her from the 13 year conservatorship that controlled her career and personal life. Uh, last year, Spears revealed she stepped away from music and performing after the conservatorship killed her dreams. Her last album, Glory, arrived in 2016. So this was the big comeback song that everyone was waiting for. Elton John previously released um, Cold Heart with my fave Dua Lipa, which was a bop. Dua Lipa and Elton, that was a bop. That was played at every pool party. That was played. It was like a good, nice, late spring, early summer anthem. And it was wonderful. There was actually music and bridges and choruses. And it was good. I liked it. This one is like a minute and a half long. You can barely make out whose voice is who because it's so photoshopped, photoshopped, so auto-tuned. Same thing. It's so auto-tuned, and it honestly, it kind of gives me, like, we released it too late, you know? I feel like our summer anthems this year 
were As It Was by Harry Styles, About Damn Time by Lizzo, um, and what else, what else, what else, what else? Is there any more that kind of pop into your head? I don't listen to music after 2006. You never listen to music? Okay. Not, not, not after I think those were the, like, the two that were like really popping. Those were the two songs that come to mind. If you know of others, please let me know because I will go, oh yeah, you're right. This one was just kind of like little too late, you know? It was it gave me bang bang vibes. Ariana Grande, Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, um See anybody could be good to you. And that was a summer bop, but it came like two days before fall. And Taylor Swift was like, you belong to me. And Bang Bang just kind of fizzled out because it was not, not there in time. It's a great song, but it just missed the mark of being a summer hit. That's what I'm feeling about this. It's very last call. Party's over. The fluorescent lights come on at the club. You're looking at the gargoyle you've been talking to all night. And you look over and you're like, oh, God, it's you. You know, you weren't supposed to look like this. Look away. Like very much that. It's also very like if you're having a summer party, the party's over and you're like, okay, let's wind up. You know, everyone's kind of going home. I got to go catch Game of Thrones. See you later. It's a little disappointing, but it's okay. But it's getting us into this new discussion about collaborations because now everyone's having a collaboration. And Michelle Collins says that is nobody writing new music anymore. We're just sampling shit. There's an actual really good clip about Prince, RIP, where he's doing an interview and he's talking about how he's predicting all of this happening. He's like, we're all just going to be doing collaborations of older songs because no one has any ideas anymore. Much like Hollywood. We're just kind of regurgitating the same storylines. We're doing gender reversal. Whoa, it's the same movie, but whoa, it's different. Is it? Even with Nicki Minaj, who has a new single called Super Freaky Girl, which samples um, She's a Super Freak, that one. Which MC Hammer sampled, can't touch this too. So it's very like we've heard it before. Well, I think I think it's a way for labels to deal with their archives by attaching them to younger artists that could bring the generation of now to listen to the older songs. The same thing that happened to Kate Bush. Like you you take an old song, you introduce it to the new TikTok audience, and then that song blows up and you're making money off an artist that's probably not alive anymore. Not Kate Bush, but like they're just trying to introduce old music to the new audience. Well, you brought up a good point there, John. People on TikTok are very much not fooled because they're saying that's what Elton John is doing. They're like, oh, he's bringing in a pop princess or this young girl to make 13 year olds go, oh, Elton John. So, yes. I have to say well done on Elton John's half, but at the same time, it's not that good. But it's also like, look what I did. I, I got I got Britney a job. Yay, me. Also his most popular song. Like, I would say arguably one of his three most popular songs, like from Almost Famous. It's it's a risk, and it, it, it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off. I know. I really wanted Tiny Dancer or Hold Me Closer. I'm sorry. Hold Me Closer. 
to um, to go a little harder than it did. And if you follow me on Instagram, which you should, you notice that I got Lindsay Lohan dancing in Mykonos and put the two together and it was the same beat, the same vibe. So yes, I am. Here I am saying it. I'm coming out and saying I was a little underwhelmed by Hold Me Closer. Uh, maybe it was better it was leaked. I don't know. But um, here we are. I'm happy Britney's releasing music. I will say this. I did talk to a friend of mine who um, commented on the song and he was like jamming along with it. And I commented like, are we are we feeling this? And he he texted back. He goes, we have to. We have to like it or we will never hear another song from her ever again. And I'm like, fair enough. So we love it. Britney's back. Oh, God, Britney's back. Um, but yes, I give it like a nice late summer, uh, end of summer going into fall. And uh, it is what it is. And then Taylor Swift will let us all have a reckoning when she releases her new album called Midnight's. That's what it's called, which I'm hoping. Can I just say this? At the VMAs after party, she was wearing this really cool dark blue shimmery kind of like a like a like a slip with like this um, white faux fur hoping faux fur jacket, which gave me very like Studio 54 Jerry Hall vibes. If Taylor Swift is in her disco Jesse Ware Kylie Minogue era, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm really hoping that we're going to get maybe like a dance um, cool electro chill house party vibe from Taylor Swift. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Taylor Swift. Get dancing horse girl. That's what I want. Okay. Another duet that has come out, another collab that I was never expecting was Ava Max and Leanne Rhymes. Ava Max, uh, or as I call her, Lady Gaga Light. Uh, she's pretty good. She's got some. She's got some bops out there. She has that one song that we've all heard from TikTok of all of the kings and the queens on the throne. That one. So her and Leanne Rhymes jumped up on a bar, a la Coyote Ugly, and are working on a uh, Can't Fight the Moonlight uh, duet. Hopefully. So I was also kind of just like, well, I guess we've just run out of ideas. And finally, here, right now, this is my. Hold Me Closer that I want is Dolly Parton and Kelly Clarkson are doing a nine to five duet. It is coming. The song premiered in the documentary still working at South by Southwest this past spring. Ke uh, Kelly Clarkson has revealed the long awaited release date of her duet version of nine to five. Um, with Dolly Parton, last Friday, she says, I'm so excited to finally announce the new version of 9 to 5 I recorded with the legendary Dolly Parton is coming out on September 9th. The superstar wrote next to a photo of herself and the country legend on Instagram with their names scrawled underneath. Thank you, Shane McHanley, for making the dream a reality and putting this project together. Pre-save it now. While Parton has yet to spread the word on top of promoting the upcoming Ultimate Deluxe version of her holiday album, A Holly Dolly Christmas, 
God, I love this woman. Producer Shane McAnally commented, Wildest Dream Team on Clarkson's post. The song was first heard in the documentary Still Working 9 to 5, which premiered at South By earlier this spring in Austin, Texas, featuring interviews with Parton, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Dabney Coleman, Allison Janney, Rita Moreno, and more. The film looks back at the 40th anniversary of the classic 80 film and the continuing fight for women's rights and gender equality. So we're getting a 9 to 5 cover with Kelly Clarkson on the anniversary of 9 to 5. I'm ready for it. Two American Idols joining forces for the power of good. You're going to get a Smoky Mountain Girl and a Dallas, Texas Queen. I'm here for it. That's that's the duet I want. That's the duet I want. And speaking of Hooters, finally, uh, this this first of all, I'm just going to give you guys a warning. If you want to stop listening to this podcast uh, now, go for it. Otherwise, stay tuned because this this one John sent me. This is a straight heterosexual man ish <laughs> sending me this where I was kind of like, wait, what? This story made me do a double take, a double D take rather. This Hooters waitress, oh, here we go. Because at just saying we just like to throw out stories that make you go, what? And, well, here we are. This Hooters waitress was caught dipping hot wings in her vagina. In her vagina, she was dipping hot wings in her vagina. Uh, That will be a duet that I am working on with um, probably Camila Cabello, because no one cares. Um, Houston, Texas. God damn. Damn it. I was just talking about Dallas with Kelly Clarkson. Now we have to ruin things with Houston. Houston, do better. Houston, Texas. This woman was 24 years old, who is 24 years old, was taken into police custody after she was witnessed, 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 meaning people saw her. People saw her at work. Witnessed by coworkers dipping, dipping hot wings into her vagine before serving them to customers. From what authorities have told us, Jessica, of course, it's a Jessica, would dip wings into her hoo-ha while on and off her period. I'm going to throw up in my own mouth. This was done to customers who had been rude and or made off remarks about her appearance. Why she would do this while on her period is anyone's guess. The introduction of blood to this crime heightens the consequences of her actions. Tamponing, I'm sorry, tampering with food along with the addition of human blood is a criminal offense with special circumstances. It carries a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. The lesser charges of inserting, God, there's too many words that I'm just triggered here. The lesser charges of inserting the wings into her vagina while not menstruating can carry a prison term of up to 10 years. The more you know, the more you know. I'm glad there's, I'm glad someone was like, you know what? When she's just putting them up there, it's not as bad, but whoa, when there's blood, There was actually a council of people that had to decide sentencing for this. Oh, a full council of people. (laughs) 
the menstruation council of Houston, Texas. Girl, as someone who's worked in the food industry, there's other ways to deal with rude customers. Um, charge them for drinks they didn't have. Automatically add gratuity. Um, slash their tires. No, too extreme. You know what? It's not too extreme. Shoving buffalo wings into your body and then serving them is a whole nother level. They're called buffalo wings because they're yummy and they're tasty. You know, you can't make buffalo wings fish sticks. The more you know. All right, everyone. I am very excited about this week's guest. I mean, talk about, I'm going to call you an icon because you are. And you need to be told I'm, all the time. I'm just a con. Yeah. <laughs> you know her from SNL. You know her from Scary Movie. You know her from the new movie coming out, Out of Office, premiering on Comedy Central September 5th. It's the one, the only, Sherry O'Terry. I just... I mean, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to my haunted basement. Uh, yes, and I didn't know we were going to be filmed. If I had watched the show before, I would have known, um, and I'm sorry, uh, but uh, next time, how about some powder? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We have, we have a very strict budget here at the comedy You're store. You're not kidding. <laughs> you know, even a tissue to wipe the oil off my uh, forehead. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> As I'm like, ah! I look like like that that uh, that uh, that Nazi in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah! Jones, um, you have great bone structure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, a pleasure. I'm glad you're here. Um, Evan and I watched Scary Movie last night, Aww. and we had to 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 go back and and follow the journey of one Gale Hill storm. Um, <laughs> but I want to go back. I mean, I want. I first of all, like this is. I'm I'm so fangirled right now because we met actually at Lance Bass and Michael's. New Orleans themed um, bachelor party? Was it their yes. bachelor party? Right. Yes. And I remember walking outside and I I smoked cigarettes at the time and I went outside and you were like in the shadows and I was like, oh my God. And we like had this great conversation and I was like, I never in a million years thought I was going to be having this conversation with Sherry O'Terry. And Aww. we just kind of kicked it off and like, yeah. Became Every friends. time I run into you, you're like the sweetest guy and then it's like and then you know i just always run into you and then it's just so funny you're like if you do my my show i know i was like please take it out of take some time out of your busy day i know i'm here's yeah, my busy day of going to lowe's yeah ralph's yeah the dog park uh-huh <laughs> which by the way happy national pet day I know. which was like a couple days ago yeah. you have two dogs right yeah both rescues uh names adele and desi Adele. Adele Castro and Desi Desmond Tutu. <laughs> Adele Castro, mm -hmm. which could also be a drag queen. Yes, it mm -hmm. could be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. They're my second set of rescues. Um, before that, I had Sweet Mama and Ricky, and um, she lived to like 17, blind. Oh. Uh, she was my dad's dog. When my dad passed away, I went and got her, and then a year later, she... Uh, went blind and lived till 17. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, uh, incontinent. It was like me, her, and a mop. 
Um, <laughs> I remember I got her like a doggy diaper, uh -huh. and then I got, and then that would always slide off. So I got her these doggy denim shorts uh. to keep the diaper on. I would come home, diaper be on one side of the room, shorts on the other, pee in the middle. And just chewed it off? No, it just slid off. She had no ass. Oh, what discipline. I know. I, they needed, I needed a belt. A doggy uh, belt. A doggy belt. But, um, yeah, she she was great. And uh, Ricky. So, um, yeah, I'm really into rescues. Mm, that's good. Mm. I know. I'm, I got a little bit of dog fever in me right now. Love. I know. Love. I know. They're, I don't want They're little antidepressants. I, I should have called my dog Zoloft and Wellbutrin or something like that. Yeah, something that just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Just real easy. Cymbalta, <laughs> <Just laughs> come! <laughs> like you have to have like a fog machine with the dog yeah, entrance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, now, I mean, I have to go back to my uh, teenage years, which was three years ago. Because you were introduced on SNL to the nation from 1995 to 2000 with the most iconic of characters i mean i don't even know i mean spartan cheerleader uh, uh, ariana i mean that was i remember i remember i like ran for like student government i don't know why and but i won and i did a spartan cheerleader with the person running for vice president with me and we did a Aww. whole little thing <laughs> it was such a moment but where did you where did you like come up with your characters what was the audition like because your characters names are very specific names i love naming characters yeah i have a i usually take names of people i went to school with okay grade school or high school and i miss and i match them mesh them up yeah like, like adele like Colette Castro. Reardon. <laughs> Colette Reardon. I went to grade school with a kid named Tommy Reardon and to school, high school with uh, Colette, a girl named uh, Colette. I forget what her last name is, but she had a twin sister, Celeste, and they were basketball. Colette and Celeste? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I love to take, and I got Colette Reardon. Um, Ariana just seemed like what every girl was named at that time or something like really? that. It just sounded like a. <laughs> That's the kind of girl, you know. Just uh, like, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They need our help. Yeah. Um. Uh, let me see. Rita Del Vecchio just loved, you know, just that Italian name. Oh, someone's doing the carpet. Yeah. Upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah. We're always um, here. Yeah, we're always under construction clean at the here. Comedy store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No powder, but clean. Um. <laughs> Yeah, naming characters was, you know, and then I would said it was Ariana, uh, and then Will's character's last name was Buchanan, and that was my sister's married name, Buchanan. Oh, wow. And whenever cool. we would call out, you know, uh, to, I would use my nieces and nephews' names of who we were. Oh, that's great. A little, like, uh, homage, oh, tribute. And one time I did this, I wrote this thing called Staten Island Nurses, and it was like a new uh, medical drama coming on this fall, and... I used my, I had this thing, it was with Gwyneth Paltrow, and I go, hold on, read me one second. Well, Dr. Dominic Malatesta, please report to the nurse's station, Dr. Dominic Malatesta. My friend's name is Dominic Malatesta. That's my nephew's name. Everybody's Dominic. real name mm -hmm. is like, but I usually, but Dominic Malatesta, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. That doesn't on. say Staten Island nurses. Yeah, that's definitely like soap opera yeah. adjacent. And, and in the scene, Daryl Daryl Hammond comes in with two breast implants. I was right in the middle. I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's for me growing up with SNL in the 90s was just 
it's something weird. I don't know if it was because I was like a, a questioning gay kid growing up in Texas. But or do I, I just like these characters? Yeah. Am I gay? Am I or gay? Or do I just like really like these characters? Well, but characters? the women, just the women. It was like I, I looked at the at these strong, powerful, comedic women like Molly and Anna and you. And I was just like blown. Like I've always I felt been... like so lucky to be a part of that trifecta. Yeah. You know, because we all came to the table with something. Every week. You know? And I think it was our timing because when we came in, like, they really, NBC had cleaned house mm -hmm. for us. Um, and uh, so we all kind of got to start at the same, like, playing field. And it just allowed, you know, whoever had anything, come on. You know, and coming from the Growlings, yeah. it was like the best training ground. Yeah. Do you remember your audition? Mm-hmm. You do? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. I had gotten... Um, on my second audition, I had gotten uh, food poisoning the night before. I hadn't slept. I had broken all the blood vessels in my face from, from dry throwing heating, up. From, oh. throwing hot, from throwing up. And um, and uh, I mean, I even broke blood vessels in my eyes. You know when they do that? Those are the worst. It was so awful. hard to look at. And then I went into hair and makeup. They had hair and makeup. Um, <laughs> the shade. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not. I, uh, we'll work on it. Just we'll powder. <laughs> Um, uh, they go, oh my God, honey, what happened? And I go, I got food poisoning. I have not slept and please cover it. But they covered up as much. And it was so dark and everything like that. So yeah. I said, if I had two broken legs, I could have danced. I was so scared and excited. And it's just, the rumor is, is that you're just sitting there with Lorne and the writers and it's just like, go, it, get, it, get up there. It was just, um, the kid that was in there before me who came out, he just opened the door and he goes, get ready. They don't laugh. Oh, God. And I was like, <laughs> and I was glad he said that. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting anything. Wow. And um, it was just four people, and it's very dark, and it's the stage. You're standing on the stage that the host comes out on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I've walked on it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's it's a whole, like, it's a whole feeling. It is. Like, it history. Is. It is. And we were improvising one day before we, everybody who got the job, uh, we were all on the stage downstairs, like, improvising mm -hmm. at the cast. And um, and because it's, like, wood and it's, like, a hollowness. New York. I grew up in, in Catholic <laughs> uh, school. Yeah. And um, every time there was a, a wooden floor, I'd go, mm. Mm, 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 mm. Like a cheerleader, you know? uh -huh. mm. and then I started doing it as I was waiting for my turn. Mm, uh, uh, uh. And then Will looked at me and he started going, mm, uh, 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 uh. and then I laughed at him because we were doing it real serious. Mm, 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 mm. And we just laughed at each other. It's like, no, oh, we should write a cheerleading sketch. And you did. Mm. Mm. Ungawa, Spartans got the power. <laughs> mm. I know the beat. <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I remember like, Chihuahua, small dog, Chihuahua, <laughs> small dog, introduce yourself. Yep, that was, was my favorite. It was so stupid. Yeah. And you just think to yourself, you're an adult doing stupid things and you laugh and you're just being silly and stupid and to be doing that for a living is like, but man, did we make it hard for ourselves. Like, you know, not only do we make it like, okay, where are they cheering where they're not wanted? Uh, yes, the chess, sport, the chess event, game or whatever. Right? We wrote the cheers according to whatever the game was and then choreographed it. And because these two were never off, they were so devoted, we couldn't mess up. And then uh, let's, on top of it, do a choreographed uh, dance at the end. Yeah. It was like, damn, did oh, we yeah. make this hard for ourselves? Like, 
it was a big production just doing, you know, doing those uh, as much as we did. Um, but you know what's crazy about that is you guys got the payoff at the beginning of the sketch. You guys just stood there and everyone was like, because ah! they knew. I mean, and I remember going to school like that, you know, that following Monday and be like, oh, my God, did you see the Spartan sketch? And Aww. like everyone was talking about it. Aww. It was because it, and you guys it, and it, in a weird way too, it introduced a lot of music to yeah, we would always think, okay, what song are we gonna do? Yeah, what song are we gonna do? Yeah, because it was like, oh, I haven't heard that song, and and you know, we I don't know how we found music back in the day, <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> yeah, but like we were like, what was that song? That was a good song. And that we they just all... sit in the room, okay, what song? What song? What song? What song? And uh, that's why when people say, well, what's your favorite sketch to do? And I'm like, morning latte, because all we had to do is sit there. Yeah, the best morning latte, like uh, was my favorite, really, because just when we were writing it, we would be laughing so hard at how ill-informed like i thought i love playing people so ill-informed yet it never throws them off yeah yeah like confident yeah yeah, yeah. And where do you just stand there and go okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there was a there was another i remember doing like i think it was uh saving private ryan what it's so blasphemous to to turn a romantic war yeah. into such a bloodbath like that and i go you want real history Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> you really feel like you're at the uh, um, uh, Paleolithic area. Uh-huh. Um, Paleolithic meaning to collect stamps. And then Will would say, no, that's a... And you just oh. go, okay. Oh. <laughs> and I think that's what attracted me to you on that show was just the... Comedic timing and the ability to believe something so hard and then be told you're wrong, but keep <laughs> believing you're right. And I think I might do that personally myself. <laughs> with like, Justin, no. And I'm like, no, I swear, you guys. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. You guys don't know. I'm sticking you with it. You don't know. Um, <laughs> I said I always love playing characters that have no idea how bad off they have it. <laughs> love it. Like, like when I, that was like the funnest thing about my prescription drug lady. She had a reason for every drug she took. Uh-huh. And, um, uh huh. And and I just and she was happy. Mm hmm. Wasn't hurting anybody. She's taking her pills. Just just a lady taking just, her pills. Just need a little pep. Just need a little pep, and that's what we all need. And you know what? I got that off of like a family member. Uh huh. Oh, that character uh -huh. with the eyebrow and the lips. <laughs> oh, she came high to the house. <laughs> I remember her, her. The front car of the of her car was always parked one inch from our tree on the curb, and the back half of the car was in the street. And and I could always tell when her drugs kicked in when she was putting her makeup on because uh, the, the eyebrow pencil started to go into her temple. <laughs> so that was like, real. She couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't. Um, you could just tell the shakes started coming. <laughs> and I'm like, and she just gave up on that eyebrow. It just went right into the temple. And, um, right but back the then, <laughs> but back then, women, like a, a, a pillbox was uh, an accessory. Mm -hmm. It was bejeweled and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I would say, could I hold your pillbox? 
because it was so pretty. Uh-huh. And it was like a Fabergé egg or something. It was heavy. And it had or the, all these beautiful butterflies and flowers and ornaments. And I would hold it. And then I would open it. It's like, and we play the guessing game. Okay, the white ones are for Pep. Oh, you just guessed the, it's just, it's <laughs> guessed such a, the pill? We would always do it. It was just an innocent, you know, word for speed. And how Pep. old were you? Like seven. <laughs> just play guess the pills. Yeah. And I would be like, the blue one is for sleep. <laughs> and then the pink one was always like, she would always go, is for water weight. And the doctor said, that's all this is. Uh-huh. That's all this is. Just water would, weight. And she would just hold her big belly and say, it's all this is. I'm like, well, when that damn breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and where did you grow up again? Uh, just outside the suburbs, just outside of Philly. Oh, outside of Philly. So yeah, okay, all right. Just a lady. I just I, I I think that's something that will never. I mean, do you think kids still play that? Guess the pills. No. 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 I think kids are now playing. No, because now the they pills. they have yeah. No, they now have. You know, we've learned so much about drugs, and back then they didn't have cross referencing either. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so it was like they were if, just it was, colors. if it was called by if it was prescribed by a doctor, it was word, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and then she would be drinking beer. Oh, and so then, she'd mix. Right. And okay. then it was like at the end, I would go up to my mother and, they, and I would say, she's leaving. She says no one's paying attention to her. I'm like, what am I fucking chopped liver? I'm paying attention to you, bitch. <laughs> right. And it's like no one pays attention to me either. We're in the same club. So I would say. She goes, all right, walk her to the car. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, honey, should she be driving? <laughs> oh, God. And back then, she goes, she, don't she, be fresh. She should have been. No, she just said, don't be fresh. What's that mean? That's not what don't be fresh means. No, I know. But <laughs> in a way, don't talk about her like that. Oh. You know. She's an adult. She can make her own decisions. Right, right, okay. right. But I She's, don't think she parked. Did and you then see my, how she parked? Right. And then, and she, her eyebrow. When she got here. <laughs> and then I remember my mom being on the phone one time. What happened? What do you mean she wrapped it around a tree? That's impossible. My seven-year-old walked her. She wa- I watched her out of the way. Walk. My seven-year-old walked her to the car. That's impossible. Right. <laughs> you got the wrong person. <laughs> I'm telling you, she was laid up for a year. Oh, God. Oh, that is so wild. Ah, the 70s. I know, right? Oh. Kids will never but know. But everything wrong was so right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like I'm getting into that era now where I'm like, oh, the 90s. What a time <laughs> when we could just watch Saturday Night Nickelodeon and eat pizza. And now <laughs> kids are doing fentanyl and eating ass. You know, it's just how the times have changed. <laughs> Your Saturdays are different. Um, so going from SNL, do you, do you have a, like a favorite, a favorite, either a character or a sketch of all time or just a memory out of that whole experience? Just memory. No, <laughs> no, just a memory out of the whole experience. You know, like I remember doing the Trudos with Jim Carrey. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal for him. Oh, really? Yeah. How so? Well, he said to me, he auditioned for SNL, and mm-hmm. it was his dream. And when he didn't get it, he went through a depression for a long time. Sure. And it's something you don't get over, you know. And uh, and he goes, so me hosting, and I go, it's way healthier to be hosting. Than to be in it, I go. Um, but um, it meant a lot to him. Yeah, and uh, he goes, "This is such a dragon for me to slay." Oh, that's yeah, really, and really he cool. had the best show. Oh yeah, of course. I think I even remember that episode. And then I went to his house for dinner one time, and um, I went into a room and I was just looking around, 
and uh, he had the Joker encased in glass, the whole costume. He had... Um, from Batman? Yeah. When he was the Riddler? Oh, the Riddler. The Riddler, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, he had Ace Ventura. Um, he had... Uh, name every every famous movie that he did. He had the outfit encased. And then I saw he had the cheerleader outfit encased. Oh, very cool. And I'm like, Jim, get the, what the? <laughs> and he's like, it was a big deal for me. Oh, see, I would have won. I would have done the same thing. I mean, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, that was. And then I remember uh, when Snoop Dogg first came out, you know, I remember saying, oh, I want to do Barbara Walters interviewing him so bad. And, you know, um, but he was the musical guest, not the host. Oh, and, really? And he had oh. just come out. Okay. So you didn't know that he had a cool, like, kind of, you didn't know what he was. He's as, hilarious. As a regular, yeah, yeah as a regular mm -hmm. person. And so, and he was like, tough guy, you know? Uh, and, but I wrote it anyway. And it got in. And I'll never forget, they go, uh, Snoop wants to uh, talk with you. So he was like in a dressing room rehearsal. This was like a, two days before the show. And I went down and, and it, he was in, in his room and it was dark. So it, there was no light on. I, I couldn't see where I was going. And it was filled with smoke. Uh, and there was a woman in there. Change. And there was a woman in there cornrowing in his hair. And he goes, "Oh, listen, um, I'm sorry. Are you okay with this?" And I go, um, "Oh, I, I'm used to the smoke. I, it's, it doesn't bother me." He goes, no, her. I'm like, "Oh, I love that. She's the one who's that's offensive." You know, somebody in there cornrowing your hair. I'm like, "No, but I can't breathe." Yeah. Uh, uh, can we keep the door open? Did he pass he was the a joint? Doll. Yeah, he was cool. He, he was a doll. Yeah. And he was just goes. This is really funny. And I'm like, but they put us like in the dress show last. And that's when, when they put you at the end of the dress show, they don't hold out a lot of hope because like three sketches are cut out between dress and air for time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you know? that. And uh, yeah, they cut like a whole half hour out, you know. Um, and it killed and we went straight. We were like the first sketch out. And afterwards, he did so well. I mean, he would say, he's, I remember him saying to me, he goes, uh, Sherry, when I first met him, he goes, I think my cousin could be in this sketch. And I'm like, uh. Oh, he's inviting family now on oh, the honey, sketches. <laughs> by the time Air came, uh -huh. I had four cousins. <laughs> I had four cousins to cast. Now, I don't know if you can ever look this sketch up. Yeah. Barbara Walters interviewing Snoop Dogg. Oh, I'll look but for it. But what you will see is. Four guys, I had them all dressed in suits, uh -huh. standing in back with their hands behind it. I go, standing here, uh, being here with you, Snoop, with your bodyguards, I feel very safe. From what? I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, I had them at his, his bodyguards. I mean, I'm just thinking, I just kept saying yes. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with all this cuss? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like, I've seen a porn like this once. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but that was a big deal for me. Of course. Like that sketch going well, and afterwards it was really funny because I went off and he went off and we ran into each other's arms. And I go, "Thank you, Aww. you killed." Aww. And he had fun, you know. And all his cousins were in. It was like, he goes, "I'll see you at the after party. Have some champagne." Did you? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, man! Now, nice guy. When, okay, so Barbara Walters, I mean, that's an iconic character. You, what was it? Was it 20, 
2020. Uh-huh. It was 2020 when you did it with Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. Yeah. And I mean, you just destroyed it. Was that when you were hologrammed in? Or was no, that the first 21? one was live. The first one was live. Yes. And that was the first time you had done it since SNL, right? I had done it for little things okay. before. I mean, she's the gift that keeps on giving. Truly. I mean, and you you were... Let's see. I had way more fun with her than she's ever had. Like, truly, I... um, Man, and, and you know what? That wasn't even my idea. That was Lauren Michaels' idea for me to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, because I really didn't do impressions. Uh-huh. Know? And she was very specific. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I can just... You know, she's no Gilda Radner or something like that. I think Gilda was the Gilda, first to do it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just thought, oh man, this pressure, you know. But I just looked at her all over again and tried to get my own take. Yeah. You know, and then it got. By the time the audience kind of accepted me doing it, I just took all these liberties. Oh yeah, it was just it was the right amount of farce, but the right amount of truth. Oh, and that Snoop Dogg thing uh-huh. when I said. Being here with your body, with your bodyguards, I feel very safe. From what I don't know, and then what I didn't do in dress rehearsal, so they didn't get it on the camera, was I took my purse and I put it, in, I put my purse really close to me, as if. <laughs> 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 and Beth McCarthy afterwards, she's like, "What did you do?" The audience screamed, uh-huh. right? And I go, "Oh, I." I just picked my purse up and put it close to my on, on my lap. And she's like, we didn't do that in blocking. You didn't do that. I go, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I but it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold. It was cold. Um, yeah, she's the gift that keeps on giving. And then being able to do it, it was so perfect because all those years of saying, you know, because we did, it, you know, 2020. Mm-hmm. And this was, and it was so much fun. Did you do a sketch where you were interviewing her as Barbara yes. Walters? Yes. I remember that one. I did that on The View. Yes, yes, yes. And here's the here's a funny story to that. Yes. Um, my cousin Mary in, in New Jersey uh, calls me up and she goes, Sherry, you know, Barbara's leaving. Barbara Walters is leaving. And I go, yeah, I heard. She goes, I think you should do something. Yeah. You know, and your family just feels like you have access to everything. And I yeah. just go. And she goes, no, I'm serious. And I said, I know. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. And then she calls me like a week later. She goes, hey, I talked to the gang at The View. Mm-hmm. I said, you say, said what now? And he goes, oh, yeah, they thought it was a good idea. And I go, how'd you get, a, how'd you get in touch? What the? And she goes, <laughs> yeah, they said they were going to get in touch with you closer to when she was leaving. Oh, my God. And, and nobody I, knew about this. This no. wasn't, yeah, this was just. And I just thought to myself, um. Oh, they were being nice to her. That's cool, you know? Yeah. And uh, then I get a call like a few months later. Hey, Sherry, um, uh, your cousin Mary called us. And, <laughs> and you know, she she thought you should be doing this, you know, do something on the show. And we thought it was a great idea. I'm like, my freaking cousin Mary. Yeah. Like, it was because of her. Mary O'Terry. Mary great and job. Sherry O'Terry. Yep. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, uh, so they said, what do you want to do? And I go, my dream. I had three ideas. Yeah. My dream is to interview her as her. Oh, my God. And then they go, oh, Sherry, that's going to be too hard. That's going to be way too hard. Uh-huh. And I said, let's just write it, okay? Uh-huh. So I wrote it, wrote it with, uh, along with Frank, Santa Pietra there, uh, the writer on the show. Um, and, um, and, and then they flew me up. And we pre-taped it. Thank God. You know, you had to pre-tape it. Yeah. And I was dressed as her. And she was so gracious. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, she's a tough cookie, you know? She is. She has like, to be. In other words, she doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you like, she would say, so Sherry, tell me how... Don't move that! <laughs> Just screaming like, at the sound guy. She knows... She's She's got eyes in the back of her head, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, But that's why she's Barbara Walters. But, yeah. Um, anyway, so, you know, when we wrote it, they go, okay, you can't say that she... You can't say this, and you can't say that. And I'm like, okay. I said it all. You know, like I go, you know, that you had, um, it says here on page 69 that you had a no holds barred sexual affair with a black man. And they go, can you not say sexual affair? And I said, sure. But I said, sexual affair with a black man. And they kept it in. And there was something else I said, you know, can you not say that? Uh-huh. Okay. But I said it anyway. And it all went so great. And the best was um, uh, she said, as they're setting up the cameras and we're about to go on, she goes, she looks at her monitor. She goes, uh, my hair, my hair. And her pit crew comes in and they zhuzh, 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 And then they leave. And then a few minutes later, she goes, my hair. Look at my hair. <laughs> And her pit crew comes back in. They zhuzh, 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 right? Zhuzh, 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 zhuzh. And then they go, um, and then she looked up again. And she goes, where are you going? What? What is going on? And then they go, Barbara, you're looking at Cherry's monitor. Well, she starts laughing. And the greatest thing was, you know, as I say, she's all business. To see Barbara Walters' belly laugh, like laugh, laugh. She thought, and I thought it was funny too, and everybody was cracking up. Mm-hmm. And it just made me feel so good to make her laugh. I don't give a shit if it's my expense. You know, and the funniest thing was, was every, the hair, the hair pe- people and everything, they walk off cracking up. And I'm like, so nothing, fellas? Nothing? Nothing? Yeah, they're like, don't even fix your hair. Don't even, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Oh, you're not really Barbara. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, um, but to make her laugh like that, and then... I had a little screening at my house mm-hmm. because they told me the date that they were going to do it. So I had some people over for breakfast and um, and it wasn't on. And I was so embarrassed and I was so – and I called up I, and I go, um, I should have sicked Mary on them. Yeah, really? And I called them up and they go, Sherry, we're so sorry we didn't tell you. It's It was so good that we're saving for the last show. <gasps> oh, because it was pre-tapes. So it was even better, worked out even better. And it was, it was like, it truly was. After doing her on the show and everything, it was a dream come true to be able Seriously. to Seriously. You know, just like when I did Judge Judy and I talked her into coming on to, so that she could bust me doing her. Oh, God. I mean. She, she was so cool. Two iconic women right there. I know. My God, Judge Judy. She's cool. Very, very cool. And um, she's scared half to death. She goes, Sherry, I only know how to do me. Be me. And I go, that's all I want you to be. Mm-hmm. Be you. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it was it was such a treat to have her come on and as, you know, and bust me as her. Yeah. I mean, that's I think that's what's so great. I mean, you've played uh, what what the 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 housewives. What was there? Who, 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 who did oh, you play? it was the oh, that was on that special. Well, I was I was like playing. We it were was all Teresa, ourselves, but not Teresa. Right. Yes, yes. So my 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 joke at the end was going to be she when everybody was arguing she was going to try, but that the table. the table was too heavy. 
<laughs> so that was that was my out. I was like, <laughs> is there somebody that you that like? Is there somebody today that you would just love to play that you haven't played? Oh gosh, so many women in politics. Oh really? Oh yeah. I mean, so many. Yeah, there's a lot of them now. Uh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> I mean, I get, I watch a lot of. You know, I shouldn't, but um, but there's so many. You oh could, yeah, you could spoof. Yeah, so many, but um, I don't want to name names. Yeah, don't name names because we don't want those reviews. Because apparently, I mentioned something like last week, and they're like, "This is too political." I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even mention politics." I know, I've but done it before. Political. I've done it before, yeah. and then they are ready. Mm -hmm. It was something about Texas, and I'm from Texas, and they were like, enough! <laughs> I was like, but wait, no, I just, what? Um, okay, um, but let's let's talk about what you're doing now. Um, you have a new uh, movie coming out called Out of Office. Which yeah. Which comes out September 5th on, on Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. Yeah, it's a big cast. Yes, it's huge. And, it's, and it was really cool because they were like, you'll be... You and Jason Alexander will be husband and wife. And I'm like, yes! Finally! Uh, finally! I, I've never, I'd never worked with him before, and he was a doll. Uh-huh. I mean, what a beautiful man. Just a beautiful man. And, you know, we talked, and family, you know, real family guy, and, and we just talked so much. And then when we started uh, doing, you know, our thing together, he made me break, because we were... Screaming. He made you break? Yeah, like he, he made me laugh. Oh, good. Um, we were just screaming at each other like, why would this couple scream at each other like this? Um, it, I was just laughing, and I very rarely break. I just laughed at our screaming at each other, um, and it was just a, it's just a treat. And then, you know, I don't even know how much I'm in the movie, you know, because my scenes were just with... Uh, uh, Milani and 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 Jason, mm -hmm. and we pay her, her. But there's so many different components to this uh, to this movie. Um, but like, uh, I've just seen it's seen the trailer of Leslie is Jones so funny and and Ken Jeong is so yeah funny. yeah. I just saw Leslie uh, on Saturday night. I was we were talking about it, and uh, it's it's just so crazy. Like, cause it's 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 a, like you said, it's a huge cast, and it's. About it, it takes place a lot of it takes place on Zoom, right? Yeah. Because of is it like pandemic related? Well, like, it, it is that it's the era of that pandemic you know, related. Everybody is <laughs> remote. Yeah. What a time. I think it was called remote. Oh, it was, and then they changed mm -hmm. it. Oh, <gasps> exclusive. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> now, um, so everyone check that out on Comedy Central. Uh, will it be on? Will it be streaming too? I'm sure it will be. I'm sure, I'm sure everything's going to be. Yeah, streamed. but uh, on uh, Labor Day, <clears throat> September 5th. Do you have any Labor Day plans? No, I don't. You don't? I guess I'll watch my movie. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch it. Watch oh, well, yourself. I blinked. I was gone. Yeah, no. You know, uh, did you have a good summer? Was it? it yeah. It was all right. Because I saw you at, I saw you at a, another Lance party. Oh, yeah. I think that's where I, I, we'll have to fix that, where I have to see you outside of a Lance, Lance <laughs> bath party. Um, oh, we're cheating on Lance. I know. Um, I did go to my cousin Mary's in New Jersey. Good. Mary O'Terry? Mary O'Terry. Mm -hmm. She's married to my cousin Steve O'Terry. Mm -hmm. And um, they have a place, uh, a lake house in Hamilton. And um, I mean, that's where I fell in love with pickleball. 
Let's talk about pickleball. The pickleball. What is it? Okay, it's my, like my boyfriend's parents play pickleball as well. It's I, table tennis meets regular tennis, like ping pong meets regular tennis. It's just very easy to play. Table tennis meets. You, okay, you got a paddle. You have a paddle. And you got a ball. And a ball. It's like a wiffle ball. Okay. And it's just much easier mm -hmm. to play. It's it's a it's a shorter span. Uh, it's not like it's like a like Serena a Venus court. Williams court right, where right, you're like right. yeah yeah um, and uh, <laughs> you can you can volley okay you know um, and it's it's just something that's doable and you're not going to hurt yourself you know I mean it's not that strenuous yet yeah <laughs> but then I come home because she's got a whiff she's got a uh, she had a court uh -huh, a pickleball court oh my god her house their house is just like um a it's like a a retreat they've got uh the hydro bikes in the, for the lake Ugh. Mm -hmm. right? and then um they've got the kayaks kayaks and uh um what else did we do and then the pickleball court um and uh yeah it was like camp yeah this sounds like my boyfriend's parents place good old janice and cliff they have a lake in the back we were kayaking in the morning i met his parents for the first time a couple weeks ago and he's like let's go kayaking and and they live in georgia and it was like we were just in this georgia like summertime rainstorm in the kayak oh, nice. and they play pickleball and it's it is it's like a resort so i was like going through your i was going through your instagram which i was like appalled that i was not following you and i followed you yesterday i was like this is outrageous and you were like in a kayak pickleball your dogs i was like i know this woman you know it's so funny I know this woman you know it's so funny though <laughs> you know instagram and facebook it's all such bullshit in a way because you know i did those things to look like I'm doing stuff. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. What's your dream? You know, it's kind of like her. She used to have, uh, they used to have a house on the bay mm -hmm. in um, Ocean City. And I loved it. That was the uh, kayak where you just pedal with your feet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, this lake is very shallow. So, and it's not, the. it wasn't like the bay. It was a small lake. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't, much to see or do, you know. Uh, from the angle we took the picture, it looked like I was in Deliverance or something. And, you know, I did it for all of 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Take the picture! <laughs> Make it look like I'm doing something this... I mean, I was doing something, you know, but... It, and then even with the, with the bike. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, her son, Nick... Had to get it in the water for me. And I'm just like, and of course the humidity. It's like being in someone's mouth there on a oh, lake. Oh, yes. Yes. Oi. Just Oi. where you walk outside. Yeah, and it's like the humidity <clears throat> slaps you in the face. Oh, just with its giant <clears throat> hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you don't want to be out there too long and yeah. everything, you know, so. But I really did have the most fun doing the pickleball. And so when I got home, she's so cute. She sent me a pickleball set. And you have one now. I have one now. We, my friend Brian and I, we went in Burbank and and played on the court. Shit. Okay, I'll take. You I up said, on take it. the picture. I'm, I'm going home. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Great. Get in the car. <laughs> it's freaking hot as hell. Take the damn. No. I know, and it's so hot. No, actually, <laughs> we didn't take a picture. I actually played. You did. Yeah. For how long? 
About an hour? Enough, yeah. Yeah. I'll take you. I'll play pickleball with you. It was fun. I I think you you might have to take my pickleball V card because I've never played it. Oh, honey. You know, it's that's what's so great about. That's why people like it. My friend Joanna in Colorado, she's she's on a league, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just like on a league. She goes, "That's how much I love it." So I don't. You just have to. Um, it, it, what you're subject to is where there there are courts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to find a pickleball court. A lot of them, you know, uh, are they're just like pop ups. Oh, a pop-up pickleball court? A pop-up pickleball <laughs> court. Say that three times <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a lot in Pasadena. Pop-up pickleball court in Pasadena. Paso Robles. Pop-up. Paso Robles. Pacific Palisades. <laughs> Pacific Palisades. Pop-up pickleball. So hard. But it's fun, isn't it? It is good. It is good. What show? Okay. What are you? Are there any shows you're watching right now? Because I mentioned to you. Yeah, Lord Lord of the House of Dragons. Are you liking House of Dragon? Yeah, I like it. It's fun. Yeah. And you know, it's always so hard when you watch something else, you know, uh, Game of Thrones and you're going to compare it, but yeah. I'm down. I'm, I'm down I'm too. I'm so into it. I'm ready for this like I, women empowerment dragon yeah. moment. I love when they get on the, you don't see them get on the dragon, right? Or get off the dragon. I want to see them get off the dragon, slide down or something like Like, okay, yeah. You know? Yes. Um, that's a far, far drop, but you never see them. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, and I love the guy that was in The Crown. The actor uh, that That's is playing who that the brother. Is. Yeah. He is so interesting looking. He played he Philip. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I've good. seen him before. And she's a good actress. The acting, I <sighs> I love the acting. I mean, my God. Like, honestly, I, I, I watched that and I'm like, how, like, the names of things, they're like House of Aegon of blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how many takes does that take? And they're just like... Uh, you're not Targaryen. Yeah, you're not Targaryen. Feed him to the crab feeder. I'm like, what is that? I mean, I've been called worse, but you know, I'm like, give him a name or something. Um, I hear he's got crab feeder. <laughs> oh, no. Don't talk to Gary. He's the crab feeder. Um, I do. Apparently, we're gonna get all these dragons, which I think that's what I everyone's here for. I love seeing the dragons. How love, weird, love, love. Spoiler alert. How weird. <laughs> Did you watch this last week's episode? I know I would cry if I saw them feed the dragons. Yeah, we never see a dragon eat. Oh, it's probably for the best. Yes, it is. It's probably for the uh-huh. best. Uh huh. Um, because I'm sure it's like a lot. Yeah, and it's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unless alive. He, I mean, yeah. unless he likes crabs, yeah. then we're set. <laughs> then it's all good. It's a pescatarian dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, I love the housewives. Yes, which did you see last? Uh, last. Yes. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. But yes. Yeah. Housewives Beverly Hills. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, as a donor to the Homeless Not Toothless Foundation. <laughs> honey, 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 I am laughing at that constantly. <laughs> Me too. I am laughing at that constantly. Um, I mean, I mean. The best television. I, I mean, I can't even. Wait a minute, is it toothless and but not homeless, or homeless but not toothless? Um, but I mean, Kathy Hilton, Kathy Hilton. That's but, all I have to say. Wait a second. Okay, go in. And she is built in funny because she doesn't have a filter. No. Oh, wait a minute. How about uh, Andy putting up Lizzo and her saying "precious"? Oh. I just was like, oh. 
But you know what? I think it's like relatable where people, yes, you know, she's is. a woman of a certain right. age. Right, right, Not right. everybody knows right. who Lizzo is. Right. But and there was a lot of people she didn't know who they were. Um, I would have just not guessed. I know. I'd be like, I don't know. Bye. Right, 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 right. My, never guess. There, ne- never guess. Note to self. Never guess. If you don't know it, don't guess. Do you think Andy kind of baited her into that? Yeah, for sure, right? He's like, who's this, Kathy? <laughs> and then he put we'll his card right over his face. Yeah. He put his card over his face. He, I love watching him have fun. Yeah. He's because having he a truly, blast. Because he truly does. And have have fun, and I've done the show twice, mm-hmm. and it's like it's the fun is already set in. You don't even have to worry about if the guest is boring or not. Every that show moves like this, and you know they got the games that are silly, and you know Shotsky, and uh, you know the uh, bartender. Mm-hmm. I just want to be the bartender one day. I think you should I be. Should just be like, what's up, Andy? <laughs> 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 yeah right, and I have I'm not I don't even have a shaker in my hand. There's nothing in here. <laughs> God. What uh um uh but uh there is a clip somebody made. I'll have to send it to you. I posted it up on my Instagram yes uh, uh, last homeless, week. Homeless, not toothless. I can't stop with that. Where someone made a mock trailer about Kathy Hilton and the homeless and toothless no! foundation. Homeless, not toothless. See, I can't even do it. But where they like make her like this crazy woman who like it sound like it's so real. That I sent it to someone who's like, what is this from? Did she really steal people's teeth? Because it's like a horror movie, but made around the the housewives and the way it's edited makes it look like it's a horror I, film. I, I, I'm picturing people like just getting uh, in a line getting flippers. You know the flippers that you put in? Do I know what a flipper is? I'm from the <laughs> South. <laughs> I know a pageant queen when I Good see news, one. Good you're not toothless anymore. Bad news, still homeless. Keep going. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, they were like... And, and then Dorit just being like... I got like, choppers, but no bed. <laughs> My Vanillas could buy a house. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll sleep on this box. <laughs> but these teeth, they ain't going nowhere. I can eat corn, but I have nowhere to eat it. <laughs> That's what made me laugh so hard. And also just... Because you're just picturing... Just Dorit just being like, it's she an like, actual <laughs> organization. <laughs> it does very well. That Garcelle, you're laughing. You're laughing. And it's like it's not that we're freaking laughing at you know the you know the seriousness of homelessness. You're laughing at the freaking name. I know. And I'm also laughing at what a Hollywood thing. Yes. Where I'm gonna walk by it's some like, homeless it, person it's and like, be like, uh, ki- hey. it's kittens without collars. Come yeah. on, gang. You know? It's it's a real organization, kittens without yeah. collars. Do you know what this homeless youth wants? A new smile. <laughs> no, no. They want a fucking place to live. When I see you on the street, I don't want to be offended by your by your dental work or the lack thereof. But also, it made me think, what if you're toothless and doing well? You know, like what if you have a home and you're toothless? No, it's not toothless and homeless. And we but- call that British. <laughs> It's just British. I'm doing well. Everything's fine over here. <laughs> Castle Essex. Tyson Targaryen. Yeah, they didn't have homeless, not toothless, and Targaryen. Or did they? Oh, my gosh. Well, let's... let's. Oh, okay. my God. That is, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, my it had God, to be I done, keep... and I'm so glad I got to bring it up with you because it's it's seriously... 
haunts me to this day that that I mean, and what great press for them. They got so much press for it that that now everyone knows that organization. Listen, I, uh, I've been a part of this organization, Food on Foot, for so many years, uh-huh. and it's every Sunday in uh, it's a. Uh, uh, just between Hollywood uh, on Schrader, between Hollywood and Sunset, every single Sunday, and back at the Gay and Lesbian Center. Yeah, it, it's been, it's been for twenty five years, every Sunday. And you know, um, one of my closest friends was the social worker for it. And what is this again? Food on foot. Food. What is it? Food. Food on foot. Okay. Food on food on foot. Yeah. Um, and people are like, "Oh, do you deliver meals? Because that's what it sounds like." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, they come to us." Oh, okay. Yeah, if they want food, they're going to have to get it on foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the name. No, but the great thing about this organization is they also um, uh, get people into apartments and jobs. Good. You know what I mean? It's it's like not a handout. It's like a hand up. And if anybody there wants to work, they get in a work program. And it's it's done very uh, disciplined, like military. And that's how you weed out people who just have fallen on hard times and they want to get back to work. And... Um, Take no money from the government, and it's a wonderful organization. And I just think about that because I take it very seriously. It breaks my heart yeah. when I see people, you know, uh, homeless, not toothless, not toothless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> that cracked me up. And th- and I really thought the the people who left saw this ridiculousness of that title. Mm-hmm. And the people who didn't, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. That sounds acceptable to you. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I I love Garcel. Oh, Garcel's everything. But like, uh, can people make donations to Food on Foot? Oh yeah. Okay, good. And uh, go online, Food on Foot. Uh, uh, and um, you can any Sunday uh, sign up to volunteer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll I want to do and that. And they got clothes and yes. um, uh, you know, you bring uh old clothes and um. The greatest thing is when you see uh, people who are once homeless graduate and you get an apartment. Oh. It's amazing because we provide the food on foot provides the apartment and um, and a job, and it's minimum wage, and uh, it's just I never saw an organization that sees it somebody from the beginning of homelessness to the very end to have their own apartment and a job, and it's special. It, it really is. It's. What's it? What's it called? I saw two homeless Human? people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God, you saw two homeless people. What? Uh, they graduated around the same time, and they ended up getting married. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Food on foot. Yeah. So hence, that's why I'm always going to food on foot. Yeah. To meet somebody. Yeah, you can. It's the new Tinder, apparently. <laughs> and you're uh, like, you look at a guy, and it's like, hmm, homeless or hip? Oh yeah, no, I same way. Same way. I'm just like, what is the, what's the story? What's the story going on here? It's kind of like, you know, you see a kid like, you know, some, and you give him a sandwich. I remember giving it. He's like, I'm not homeless. I was like, mm. I'm toothless. I'm <laughs> toothless. Oh, <laughs> Don't judge me by my dental. My, God, my dental plan is not up to par. Uh, someone needs to say hi to Gene. Oh, hi, Gene. Hi, Gene. Absolutely. Well, go check out Food on Foot. Um, I'm assuming it's foodonfoot.com, yeah? Make, and, and make yeah. sure to, you know, if you want to throw a couple bucks their way, if you want to sign up to volunteer, you yeah, might run every into Sunday. Sherry on Sunday. Every I, Sunday. I'll, I'll come join you. Pickleball, food on foot. Oh, honey. Can we make it a date? Yeah. Okay, cool. And make we'll just sure, tell Lance. Uh, yeah, God. Lance, 
Don't listen to this episode. No, he won't. Um, actually, I'm going to try and get him on here uh, in a couple weeks. But um, make sure to check out our kids are turning one. It's so weird. Are you going to be at that birthday party? Because I probably will. I will be too. So I'll see you there. <laughs> it's a Lance party. I'll see you there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, those kids are so cute. precious. Oh my god. Like the last time I was on the show, I held Violet for the longest time. Uh, oh my gosh. What blessings. They're just, they're, they look, they look like Cabbage Patch Kids. I know. They look like absolute Cabbage Patch Kids. And I'm really happy for them both. Me too. Meanwhile, I am barren uh, and sterile. That was the funnest thing. Well, (laughs) about morning latte. Uh I I came up with morning latte because I was always watching um, all the morning shows that summer. Uh I watched all of them and I was like, I want to do a morning show. And, uh. And because Kathy Lee always talked about her kids. So oh, my yes, character Cody. always talked. I always, and Cassidy, I always talked about how I couldn't have kids. <laughs> now, you know, I can't have children because my cervix is the size of a circus peanut. My ovaries are, you know, and each time it yeah. was, yeah, this bakery is closed. This bakery is closed. I think that's. No buns what, coming out of this oven. I think that styled my sense of humor was just the, the, the morbidness of just like, I'm just letting everyone know. And everyone's like, you don't have to share all that. And, and just being like. My tubes are like this. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, okay. They're not coming apart. Can't have them. Yeah. And I don't want them. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for being on the episode, Sherry. I love it you too. It's so fast. I know. Is there anything you want to like talk no. about? No. You're, you check out of office on September 5th on Comedy Central. Yeah. What else? Uh, Instagram, all that jazz. What else you got coming up? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm the worst at promoting myself. No, you're not. That's why we have you on here. To um, promote. Yeah. Uh, and, and be fabulous. No, but this was so fun. I'm glad you had fun. And, uh, and next time you come on, I'll have foundation or powder. <laughs> no, just powder. But just whole, translucent powder. Translucent, translucent powder. Translucent powder. Translucent powder matters. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. Love you. Thank you. Okay. Mwah. We hope you enjoyed your episode this week. A, ba- a big, huge special thanks. Honestly, seriously, like dream made. And I want to say a special thank you to Sherry O'Terry for being here and taking time out of her day. Make sure to check out her new uh, film, Out of the Office or Out of Office, uh, September 5th on Comedy Central. Make sure to follow her wherever she is. If you have not seen any of uh, the SNL sketches uh, that she mentioned, do yourselves a favor and just put them on YouTube and just laugh your ass off. I I mean, seriously, ah, over the moon right now. Uh, thank you, John. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to leave a review. We love hearing from you guys. And as always, you know, if you got a story you want us to talk about, feel free to share it, send it my way, and hopefully it'll get on next episode. So you guys take care. Have a happy, safe Labor Day weekend. It's pumpkin spice. Season. We'll see you next time.